Welcome back to the Thought Police. Hi. You're Matt Kelly. I am. I'm Mike Graham. Uh, and we are two, what can only be described as very seasoned journalists, yes. right? Yes. Um, what better time to start doing a podcast about politics? I mean, you literally couldn't make this stuff up, could you? It's Well, I mean, in 30 years, none of us have ever seen anything quite like this, have we? We haven't. And you might remember last week, you were giving me a lot of jip. Yeah. Because I was saying, don't you think it's a bit dodgy and difficult if you're Boris Johnson and you've got this young girlfriend who could be a little bit sort of embarrassing at times or a bit volatile. Now look what's happened. Mate, honestly. I, it's like, it's I like, this and I thought, oh no, oh, no he's going right. to be crowing about this. Yeah, well, yeah, imagine yeah. if it happened in Downing Street. But you're absolutely right. You know? And, you that know, was, and I suppose the without... The Chancellor of the Exchequer calling the busies. Well, without, you know, without, without really necessarily knowing what the details were going to be, this is the kind of thing I was sort of thinking could happen. Yeah. I mean, I know that married couples have rows. I mean, yeah. we've all had rows. I mean, I've certainly had a few plates thrown at me in my time. I'm sure you have. Um, you know, I was once I once woke up, right, um, when I was still married, but I was sort of in the process of splitting up. You might remember, actually, because I came into the mirror yeah. the next day. I woke up and my wife, now my ex-wife, was punching me in the side of the head repeatedly. This happened to a mate of mine yeah. all the time. She used to just wake him up in the middle of the night yeah. and smack on the nose. And I, and I came into work with a black eye, of course. Well, well it's domestic abuse, yeah. isn't it? And, uh, of course, I just eventually I managed to stop her from hitting me, but I didn't hit her back because you yeah. don't. Yeah. Um, but she was absolutely going for it, you know, really. And she was what, quite, did, what had you done? Well, I was having an affair. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it was entirely justified. I mean, we were split up, you know, but yeah, I yeah. wasn't sleeping in the same bed as her. She yeah. came in all the way into the spare Just room to do event. it, you know. Yeah. And I remember coming in and Piers Morgan, who was running the place at the time, we were trying to do a deal with some rugby player whose, whose wife had been cheating on him, you know. And I was trying to get some money out of him. You know how hard that was. I was trying to get five grand out of him for, was the, it Lawrence for the, the Welsh Mirror. No, it wasn't. No, that no. no, was a Welsh Sorry, guy. Lo- Sorry, Lawrence. <laughs> Sorry, Lawrence. No, no, it wasn't him at all. But I've got some pictures if you want to see him. No. Um... <laughs> So um, we were sort of going backwards and forwards on how much the pay, the main paper could use it, what they could do with it, blah, blah, blah. And he, and he just stopped and did one of those things where he looked up from his desk and he said, um, oh, you could give me 10 grand and I won't run your fucking story, whatever it is. Because, <laughs> <laughs> of course, nobody was buying the idea that, you know, I had a black eye from walking into a door. No, that's right. Which yeah. I think was what I was telling people. That's you know, right. Because that's what you always have to say. Or just a, another rough night at yeah. yeah, exactly. And exactly that's right, yeah. But Boris Johnson, right, the next Prime Minister of this country, it looks like still, yeah. you know, has this incredible bust up. I smell a bit of a rat here, though, in terms of The Guardian. I would be very surprised if The Guardian's conversations with that couple, Tom and Eve, only took place on that night. Really? Yeah. Well, you think there's a broader conspiracy oh, yeah. that was dependent yeah, yeah. upon Carrie and Boris? Well, looking at, looking at these two, right, who are absolutely arch anti-Boris people, right? Yeah. They're, you know, she's an activist. You know, she's boasted on Twitter about giving him the finger. They've stuck notices on his car saying, yeah. you know, we'd rather you lived here than Downing Street. That's right. I mean, these are not normal people, no, right? No, they hate him, yeah. Yeah, so you don't think they would have got in touch with the Guardian and said, oh, guess who's moved in next door to us? Oh, I see. And so, the Guardian uh, say, would oh, Would you well, be interested in? Dot, yeah. Dot, dot, yeah. And they say, well, why don't you keep an eye out and see what maybe, happens? Maybe, maybe. I mean, I mean, whether that's, that's the case or not, it goes into this whole thing about does Boris deserve a private life? Yeah. And, is uh, tape recording a, a massive row yeah. rather than just calling the police? Yeah. Is that, have you overstepped a line there? Yeah. I, and to be honest with you, if it was you or me, I'd be very hypocritical and say, mind your own bloody business. Yeah. But if it is the next Prime Minister of the mm. UK and the tape, you know, I haven't heard the tape, but if the tape gives a sense of violence... Yeah, that's the other problem. You know, We're not going to hear the tape. No. And so all we've got now is the word of these characters who yeah. don't sound particularly trustworthy to me. I haven't said that. And like, The Guardian. But three people called the the cops, didn't yeah. they? And so it was bad enough for... Th- I mean, I, I mean, God knows, anyone who's married has mm. had 
huge bust ups. Yeah. But I can't remember one where three people would no. have felt. No, listen, you know, including got, the guy got, walking past. In, a, in actual fact, I haven't got a problem with anyone ringing the police. I haven't got a yeah. problem even with them selling the story to the Guardian because that's what people do. Yeah. The problem I've got um, is that Boris was living like that. I mean, what was he thinking? Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm, she may be a very forthright woman and she might have said to him, well, this is my flat and this is where I'm staying. So if you want to be with me, you have to be here. Yeah. But surely it would have made sense for him to get, a, you know, a house behind a gate that was, I mean, it's not like short of a few bob or, or, or a big flat in one of these concierge buildings where they've got security, where nobody can come in mm. and all the neighbours are either Russians or Arabs. They don't care if you're killing people and chopping them up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not that, of course, Boris was doing anything like that. <laughs> no. But you know what I mean? That was George Osborne. Yes. Yes. That's another story. Um, um, with that woman that used to hang around in the wine well, press. Well, George Osborne said he'd like to chop Theresa May up and put her into... In oh, in I thought you were talking about that other story of his. Oh, well, no, 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 let's, no, let's we, pass on that. No, we, we might do that one next week, folks. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, what, the, what on earth was he thinking? I mean, he yeah. must have known. When I first read the story, I didn't actually realise it was flats. I thought it was next door neighbours. When I realised it was flats, yeah. and you, we've all been in those big houses in Camberwell. I used to, there was a guy who used to work on the Express. I used to go down there and play chess with him, bizarrely, um, after we finished work at one o'clock in the morning. And, um, you know, they're very big. They're very sort of, uh, but they, but you're living quite close to other people. And the walls are fairly thin. And the walls are, well, I don't know how thin the walls no, are. No, but they're but, old houses, aren't they? So they're not like insulated. Well, sometimes the older houses, the walls are thicker, though, than the, than the, right. than the new ones. So right. I, I'm not sure about that. But the point is, is that he shouldn't have been there. He should yeah. not have been living with her. What about security and all that? I mean, he's the next prime minister, more than likely. Does he even have a security detail at this point? I don't know. No idea. But do you know what? Well, he won't have a security detail because he's only a backbencher. But he should have one, surely, now that he's down uh, to the well, last two, shouldn't he? Uh, I don't know. Really. Given would the you, times. What, would the well, taxpayer be happy with that? Well, I'd rather somebody didn't, you know, knife him to death. Or, I well, mean, people, I mean, the sure. way things are at the moment, I mean, people, yeah. you saw what happened with Mark Field. Mm. You know, I mean, people are very, very sort of, you know, I don't know, leery with each yeah. other at what, the moment. So, well, let's talk about Mark Field. Yeah. Later. But. Um, the weirdest thing for me wasn't the fact that all this get off me and all of this business. Mm. This, the, the sentence that struck home to me was when Carrie said to him, you've got no concept of money. Yeah. You know, you're spoiled. You yeah, don't yeah. know what the value of anything right. is. And that, that to me rang really true. Unlike her, who at the age of what, 31 is living in a flat that's worth 750,000 quid. Well, she's a, she's a career woman who's done really well for herself. She hasn't done that well. She? Surely not. Really? Where did she get that from? She hasn't made that kind of money okay. working right. for the Tory party. Okay, well... I mean, they don't get paid very well. They might have access yeah. to lots of things. But, I mean, if she's working at Bloomberg, she's not making more than, I wouldn't say, 75 grand a year. No, That okay. doesn't get you a 750000 Well, maybe she's got house. a leg up the ladder. She won't be Well, you know, her there. dad was the yeah. founder of The Independent, yeah, or yeah, one yeah. of them. Yeah. And I think they've always had money. So it might be a flat that he owns or it's something. She might even be renting. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Even more ridiculous, though, is that yeah. they were living there together. What I did you think of Alison Pearson? who I'll just register an interest so yes. I cannot stand. I've what seen you... A lot of people are having run-ins with her lately. I don't know what's I happened to Alison Pearson. she's absolutely lost the plot. I remember when she used to write a column in The Standard, which seemed pretty normal. Yeah. I don't know what's happened to her. She's well, done sort of I used to scale, be a bit of a fanboy, uh, yeah. but I had a run-in with her on Twitter. I saw that. She was absolutely brutal to me yeah. and was one of the reasons why I thought I just can't be arsed with Twitter. Yeah, anymore. right. So I have been enjoying this weekend where she has been pilloried mm. from corner to post yeah. about suggesting that these neighbours should be shocked. Mm. For, for grassing on Boris. Yeah. Of course, everybody's saying, what So you, what if it was domestic yeah, yeah. violence? You know, and, and the procession of hypo, hypocritical tweets and yes. she's written in the past. Right. But this idea that, you know, people should just mind their own business. I'm slightly concerned on. about that, though, because it's not cut and dried. Of course, if you think a woman is being hurt, or a man even, 
uh, you would probably call the police. But I don't want to live in a kind of Stasi type society. I don't know if you've seen that movie, The Lives of Others. I haven't, but which I'm is going a brilliant to, film, yeah, yeah. by the way, if you haven't. And anybody else who hasn't seen it should watch it. And it's all about how the Stasi, who were the most insidious of all the secret police organisations anywhere in the world, yeah. basically got people to spy on their fucking neighbours. Yeah. Whatever they were doing, no, it's a it bit like somebody calling up and saying, you know, that guy, Matt Kelly, I've heard him talking about. Uh, you know, some kind of armed insurrection yes. against uh, Brexit. Yeah. You know, oh, better get the police round. That's right. You know, I don't want to live in a, place, a society like that. No, well, I mean, I don't think any of us do. And East Germany was in a bad way for, for many other reasons. Yeah, yeah. Beside the Stasi, the whole culture of kind of the worst of mm. the Soviets, funnily enough. Yeah. Even worse than... It was than, so bad that Jeremy Corbyn decided to take Diane Abbott on a motorbike <laughs> and go visit the place. <laughs> to see if there were any Can you imagine? Jesus Christ almighty. Great boyfriend. Nice one, Jezza. Why didn't he stay? Why didn't you sit on the pillion of a motorbike for like, you know, yeah. about two weeks as you drive all the way to Germany on a motorbike? My dad went over Checkpoint right. Charlie. Did he? Uh, yeah. I've never been to Berlin. So when he was all... Oh, Berlin's a fantastic... I really want to go. You know the best thing about Berlin, if you live in London, yeah. is that it's the density of people. Because it's a big, big city. Mm. It's about a fifth the number right. of people. So it never feels crowded. Right. You speak to a Berliner, they'll say it's like really crowded. Yeah, yeah. It, to us, it feels wonderful. And the history and you walk past all these buildings that have been absolutely pummeled mm. you know and you can still see right. all the bullet shots and the shrapnel yeah. marks and all of that but when the uh, when checkpoint charlie was up my dad went over um on a press trip i yeah. think this must have been about i don't know 1979 right. something like this and you could go over checkpoint charlie into east berlin mm. and there was a summer money you were allowed to take right and my dad misread the summer money and he thought that the the, the maximum you could take was actually the minimum right. you could take. They wanted currency. Oh, and, right. so my dad and you had to leave it all there, didn't you? Yeah, so my dad just took the minimum, which right. was like, you know, about 75p. Mm. And he was there all day. Right. And so he was looking around for something to eat. Right. And he found this little shop on a corner and he went in and he showed the guy how much money he had right. and said, made a gesture, right. like, I need some food, right. something to drink. And the guy gave him a bottle of beer right. and cut him half a... German sausage right. and so my dad walks out of this shop right. sits down on a park bench to eat the only food he's going to get all day right. and this old man sits next to him and points at the sausage and my dad goes oh bloody hell <laughs> well, he, had to he give gives him the sausage then he gives it oh, the no, give him the whole my, my sister went to Hungary before um, I guess before 89 it must have been sort of you know maybe the late 70s or something and she had the same thing she had to take forint in those days which was Hungarian yes, currency and you could, and she, and she had quite a bit of it left. Apparently, as you know, she was trying to get out of the country, they took it all off her. Yeah. And said, so, "Yeah, you're not allowed to take money out. You know, you bring it in." <laughs> That's right. She was like, she That's was right. only about seventeen or eighteen. I'm fucking know what was going on. Um, but you know, I just worry that um, again, this story has become polarized, and the nation has once again split with the people who support Alison Pearson on one side mm. saying, "Of course, it's fine. It's not a problem." They shouldn't have called the police. And then the other people saying, oh, but, you know, now we know Boris is a wife beater. I mean, it's ridiculous, well, really, what's happened. I mean, he, you know, he isn't a wife beater, but he has got a temper. There was a, there's was been a procession of people saying... I'll tell you what I didn't like as well temper. was that Sonia Pennell woman. I don't know if you saw I her words. This, She's no. written a book about him. And she used to oh, yes. No, I heard her on radio. She, yeah, she was. I she was good. She was his deputy in Brussels, That's apparently, right. when he That's worked right. there for the Telegraph. But one of the things that she wrote, which talked about how he had this terrible temper and all of that, none of that was in the book she wrote about it. Really? None of it. Oh, no. So you kind of go, well, what's on. going on here? Yeah. And then she calls herself a former close colleague, which would suggest that something has happened to, right. to change that. Right. Listen, I have no doubt that yeah. Boris Johnson is, as he was once described, a nasty piece of work. Yeah. But I suspect it's more that he's just a not caring, uncaring, kind of rich 
yeah. you know, blackguard rather than a sort of, you know, an evil guy. But don't you think that that is this is absolutely critical info going into into this? Well, uh, I was talking about 10. it today, in fact, and I said, you know, he should have answered the question. He should have said, look, everybody has a fight. It was no big deal. Yeah. The cops came, you know, they didn't need to and they left. And, you know, End life of. goes on. End of. But to say that nobody's interested and that nobody wants to hear the details is bollocks yeah. because everybody's interested. Totally. You know. And, where's, and also, where's it's also a bit like, well. and where's she? And also, you've got to remember that she's had a pretty traumatic life so yeah. far. I mean, she yeah. was the victim of war boys, right? That's right. That's Which I didn't actually remember was the case until relatively recently, you know. And it was down to her that he didn't get released. That's right. And you can also now imagine how awful it would be because I have no time for these class warrior people, you know, like the people who are now standing outside the house not waving cases. banners. Me I mean, no. that's just not yeah. on, you know. I thought we lived in a more successful and civilised country than that. I don't know why people like that on... I mean, everyone's got a right to protest. Yeah. But when you're obstructing people and you're, you know, ruining the mm. neighbourhood and you're pouring scorn on individuals... Yeah. Like that, you're still a private individual. Exactly. Know, she's well, it's like that private. bloke who went and stood outside Jacob Rees-Mogg's house. That's right. While his that children were there. Terrible. And said to his children... Terrible. Do you know what a horrible man your father and is? And it's I mean, so counterproductive as well because all of a sudden everyone's feeling yeah. sorry for... Bloody Jacob Rees. Yeah. Well, I mean, you did it last week. You yeah. started feeling sorry for Boris Johnson when I was telling you he couldn't have his no, girlfriend no in number more. ten. No more. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what does he do now? I mean, my advice to him would basically be: cool it on the carry front. Okay. <laughs> Just go and get yourself a, an apartment somewhere in that. What's that building they all used to live in in Pimlico? It's uh, called yeah, uh, know, you know the block of flats I where all know, MPs yeah, used yeah. to live. Um, not the Pelican, but something like yeah. that. You know, go and live there. The, um, you know, yeah. keep your trousers on for a couple of weeks until you're actually into number 10. Yeah. Then you can take a view about whether you want to marry her, whether your marriage is done, um, you know, all of that. Yeah. Because that's but the other thing. Concentrate on this. You know. But yeah, I mean... But where only... is he, Mike? I mean, the bigger question is, mm. where is he? Sky News are going to cancel yeah. the debate. Right. He is invisible. He's not answering any... It looks like he's on Mogadon. Yeah. You know, he's like... He's, and Jeremy Hunt's everywhere. Injected him, yeah. And Jeremy Hunt's all and over Jeremy the place. Jeremy Hunt's stepping it up yeah. now and going for it, rightly, because... But that doesn't appear to be making any difference, you do know? Do you think? I don't... I mean, Who it's making a difference. Though? No, but it's making a difference in the wider world, yeah. you know, so that people outside of the Tory party are saying that Jeremy Hunt actually doesn't look so bad. But inside the Tory party, it's not making any difference. Do you not think? Well, I, don't, I know it isn't, because the, the polling is showing that it's not making any difference. Well, hopefully over the next few weeks, it'll become more and more And we, I, I know someone who was at the Hustings at the weekend on Saturday night after the story broke. And that was where they started booing Ian Dale That's for right. asking Terrible. questions. Terrible. Which is another but weird development Beth in this Rigby country. Beth being booed yeah. from Sky News, Ian Dale being yeah. booed. I mean, when journalists start getting booed yeah. for asking the question mm. that's on the minds of everybody yeah. in the audience. Which is their job to do, you by the way. know you've got a problem. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the kind of trumpilisation, I suppose, if you like, of, yeah. of, of journalism and, and, you know, this whole kind of fake news debate that people have. Well, yeah. I'm sorry. I mean, even people who are big supporters of mine... When I was going on about it last night on Twitter, was, was sort of some of them were having a go at me, going, oh, I didn't think you were on that side. And it's like, well, I'm not on that side. I'm just a journalist. Yeah. And it's new. Somebody actually tweeted at me and said, I hope you're not going to do Boris Johnson on the radio. I'm like, it's a new story. Of course I'm going to do it. Why wouldn't I do it? Yeah. You know. Um, nice. Did you see, by the way, the Steve Bannon uh, video? I haven't clip? seen the video. I've seen the clip. Right. So the cl that's all I've seen, like the two and a half minutes of Steve Bannon. Yeah, I've, I've heard about it, but I haven't seen the it. the Telegraph. Right. And talking about how close he's been to Johnson in recent weeks. And I found it, I found it chilling. I, I mm. find Steve Bannon chilling. I think he's know. a bit of an odd bloke, isn't he? Very odd. Two mm. shirts. Really? Military, yeah, he always wears two shirts. Really? That's his kind of yeah. If you see him, any I've any never noticed he's that. got two, not a t-shirt and a shirt, right? Two proper shirts, really. And and he has been over the last few months 
going round European yeah. hard right parties, yeah. trying to coalesce them together right. to produce a sort of pan-European yeah. hard right thing. So the idea that he sees Johnson as part mm. of that, mm. I, I find really scary. Yeah. And he said to he said something like, you know, Nigel Farage was our main point of contact. So yeah. I personally didn't spend much time with him. But I, but our boys in London did, James Dellingpole yeah. and Raheem Kassam. Yeah. James Dellingpole is about as far right and a, a climate change denier mm. and a nutcase as, as I can see. And Raheem Kassam is one of the nastiest pieces of work. He's blocked me on Twitter, Raheem Well, he, he, he hasn't blocked me because he loves insulting me. And he used to call me a paedophile. Oh, no, really? I mean, obviously... He's like, a right twat. I, well, I, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, yeah. he's the same as Tommy Robinson. I mean, he's yeah. in the same camp. I mean, he's not... Totally. He's much worse than Farrar. No, but he's a big supporter of Tommy Robinson. So yeah, I know. This, if anybody's interested in Raheem Kassam, go and have a look at this arse-licking interview he did with Tommy Robinson mm. about six years ago where right. he was fawning over him. You right. Know? Uh, so, you know, the, the idea that these... Boris Johnson, the old Etonian, you know, the great hope of, yeah. of the establishment is talking to two absolute nobodies yeah. like this and taking their weirdo advice... Mm. Just scares me, and yeah. again, it comes down to character, doesn't mm. it? You know. But unfortunately, I suppose you would say that it's all about Brexit, isn't it? This, this is the point. I mean, for him to find himself logged in with, it's a bit like when they were all walking through the lobbies, the various MPs. They were finding themselves walking through lobbies with people that they wouldn't otherwise right. have been doing, that's right. just because of the fact that they'd agreed about something on Brexit. Yeah. And that's the crazy thing that the world in which we now find ourselves, where all politics basically as normal has died, it's yeah. gone. And, and I don't think it'll ever come back. Well, I don't think it's been. I don't think that left versus right thing has been fit for purpose for a long time no. actually probably not since Tony Blair came in and, and sort of you know who knew what was left and who knew what was right anymore everything was this yeah. central point point. and then everybody complained because there yeah. was hardly any difference between Blair and Cameron yeah. and hardly any way of choosing different policies and, that they wouldn't both like boy oh boy now there's a difference well, you've got yeah. Corbyn on one hand and, and Boris Johnson on the other yeah. I don't think I'm trying to think back has there ever been an election where there have been two more extreme I don't think so, really. I really, I really don't think there has been because I mean, we were talking last week about the fact that there hasn't really been a bachelor in um, yeah. in part in, in Downing Street since Ted Heath. But even going all the way back to the days of the miners, I mean, the Labour Party never had anyone as left wing as Corbyn running it. Even no. when Michael Foot was there, I mean, Michael Foot was a kind of thinking man's Jeremy Corbyn, I suppose, because he was a bit more of an intellectual. Yes, you know, Corbyn's a bit more of a kind of hard, you know, hard yeah. left fucking. Let's call it all out, get out of the yeah, picket yeah, line, boys. Yeah. You know, but I mean, but, in solidarity. Yeah, yeah, but Michael Foot never came anywhere near power. No. Either. I mean, he was never going to get anywhere. He was never going to get in. No. And then you got Neil Kinnock, who, of course, then kicked the militant tendency out of yeah. Labour. And the militant tendency would have been a movement that Jeremy Corbyn would have had massive sympathy with. Well, now they're back. Yeah. Well, Dexy came back. Dexy's back. Yeah. Is he back? I thought he I came back. I think they kicked him, kicked him straight out again, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> taxi Bahattin. Yeah, he wasn't even in long enough to sit down and have a cup of tea. If you say Taxi Bahattin yeah. in Liverpool, of course, because that, that's what he, his downfall was. He no, said, all the around in taxis. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. But again, they're all they're all scumbags, these people. They're, they are all charlatans <laughs> and in it for all the money they can make. I mean, yeah. it's as simple as that, really. I think that's probably true. You know, that's the tragedy. So what happens now, then? God knows. I mean, I think we're going to be... The, I mean, the weird thing about Brexit is that is Brexit itself seems to have just ground to a halt while we've been dealing with these little microcosmic soap yeah. operas. You've got the death of Theresa May, mm. figuratively speaking. You've now got the... You know the the Hunt and Boris. Don't you battle. find as well that the kind of the cycle is really speeding up now? Yeah. It's as though we're in this kind of mad, kind of spinning cycle. Like for example, Rory Stewart 
who was all anybody was talking about a week ago, has right. now just been forgotten about. Well, Jake, where's Jacob rees Yeah. We talked I mean, about him a minute ago. First yeah. time I've mentioned him for weeks and yes. weeks. I mean, he's doing the odd interview. Yeah. And in fact, he does come in from time to time to talk radio. Um, because he went to, believe it or not, he went to university with Julie Hartley Brewer. Really? And Lord Adonis. Why, why do I? And oh, Lord Adonis. Okay, all right. So there was, Which one was that? Um, what, what, university? Yeah. Somewhere in Oxford. Yeah. You know, I don't know which college it was. I'm not, nice. uh, I didn't go to Oxford. Um, that's another thing. That bloody woman, the American Eve, she came over to Britain to go to Cambridge. That's right. And has never left. Yeah. I mean, is there not some way of kicking her out? You know, we're always trying to kick out foreigners. Can we not kick her out? Because apparently instead of putting on these crappy sort of pro, uh, pro-European plays that she gets funded by the EU to do, but nobody wants to fucking go and was, fucking watch I'm him. sure they're sold well, out. Well, so you'll, probably, you'll probably adopt her as the fucking theatre sure critic for the new Tim, European. Tim Walker is the theatre critic for the new European. Yeah, how does that work? Tim Walker's an arch-telegraph man, right? Yes. He used to be Mandrake, didn't he? Yes, he used to be Mandrake. Yeah. And, and in fact, Mandrake now runs in the New European. Oh, OK. And so I got it. I mean, Chris Evans... I would never have had him down as a, uh, as a Remainer. Uh, uh, he's a passionate Remainer. Is passionate he? Remainer. And... In, and in fact, that was one of the reasons he left the Telegraph, I mm. think. He just couldn't fit it. But the story about that was when he left Ma- the, te- the Telegraph, mm. I thought, get some publicity for the New European. Yeah. We'll get, we'll, Tim will come to us and we'll have Mandrake right. in the New European and, right. the, and the Daily Telegraph will sue us. Right. And, and it'll be headlines Excellent everywhere. Plan. It'll be marvellous. Yeah. And of course, the bloody Daily Telegraph rose above it, unfortunately. It so we, we have got Mandrake. Right. And it's a fantastic column. But I was waiting for the lawyer's letter and it never came. What, so are they still using it as well? No. So so the Mandrake now is a new European column. How funny. And if the Telegraph bring it back, I'm going to sue them. Well, that way you'll get some publicity. <laughs> I mean, it's got to be an upside along the way somewhere. I remember when... Uh, Can I just mention, by the way, yeah, it's the new European's third birthday. Is in, it? In a couple of weeks. Well, I suppose yeah. it would be, yeah, yeah. because t- today, while we're recording this, is actually the day of the referendum. It's the right. third anniversary of the That's referendum. Right. So when you're hearing this, uh, it'll be one or two yeah. days after that. Um, but it seems unbelievable. I mean, we launched it nine days after the vote mm. and we thought we'll do it for four weeks and then close and it. And did you actually envisage getting a staff? I know you've said before to me that there's very few people actually on the staff. Basically one full-time person. Right. And is that the guy that just lays out all the pages yeah, and everything? Jasper. Yeah, Well, Jasper. Production I mean, Jasper's, guy. Yeah, he's production editor, night editor, news editor. He commissions and stuff as well. Yeah, and he's ex-Daily Telegraph. Is enough. he? So, I mean, the Telegraph do produce very, very good uh, yeah. production journalists, right. as you know. Right. And Jasper, I, we couldn't do it without Jasper. Right. But, uh, but yeah, three. I mean, 150 issues now, three years, and no sight of it being any end soon, well, you know. And also, I mean, a bit like what, what I do on the radio, that, you know, you come in every day and you go, well, we can't do Brexit again. But you do. You do. You've because got there's always a new story. There's yeah. always a new line. Like you said, I mean, I heard today or yesterday that there won't possibly, there's no time to renegotiate the treaty or the withdrawal agreement of any kind because they're not even actually back in Parliament. In to the end of Brussels. September, isn't it? Well, well, not only that, but they're, they're no, the 1st of November, apparently, I'm told. Really? Yeah. I mean, I presume, <laughs> I presume they're not off... I presume they're not off from now until no. then, but I mean they're there briefly for a bit. Then they'll have a long, the new they'll have a long summer off, yeah. and I think they come back for a bit, and then they're off again. Lazy bastards. Well, well you imagine what they would look yeah. like Westminster. Yeah. So I mean, there's not a session. I think between there's not enough time anyway between now and October the 31st to oh, even talk about so it. So what on earth is going to happen then? Well, I, mean, I don't think anything. Not, well, nothing. Not I mean, my bet is nothing. I, we, we, well, what? When you say nothing, something's got to happen. I, 
I mean, we go on no deal, October no, 31st. I don't that's think so. not going to happen. I don't think that's going to happen. We're going to revoke Article 50. I don't think that's going to happen. So, ask, so nothing. For, ask for an extension then? Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. And so, they may say, bugger off, you've had your They might, they extension. might, but they don't really want to. So yeah. it'll be a kind of game of chicken, won't it? Where yeah. they'll be kind of going, well, who doesn't want the most, doesn't want something the most? Yeah. And that'll be what happens. Yeah. I mean, because we, three years ago, I did an overnight show on talk radio uh, with Mike Parry and we did the, uh, the the results as they were coming in and it became, it was a bit like doing the presidential um, night that we did as well, where Trump won, but at the beginning of the night it looked like he hadn't and, the same, right. with, and the same with Brexit, That's at the beginning right. of the night it looked like he hadn't and there was a famous, um, I think it was Paddy Ashdown wasn't it, who was sitting on the BBC studios and saying he would eat his hat. That's right. If it went the wrong way. That's right. And then it turned out it did go the wrong way. Well, Farage came out and said, we've Farage it, conceded. Well, and, and Farage said, if this, if we lose this 52-48, yeah. then the fight goes on. Yeah. And he won it 52-48 right. and demanded that the fight stop right, right there and then. Well, I mean, he's entitled to say that. I mean, everybody's allowed to change their mind. That's what the Remainers keep saying, isn't well, it? Well, I'm glad to hear you say that, Mike. Well, I, mean, I didn't say it. the nation has changed its mind. Well, the nation hasn't, though. I mean, well, I well, keep getting There's only people... one way to find out. Well, there's lots of ways. Your to find audience out. is not representative of the. Neither's yours. Million. No, I know. I don't. That's know. the problem. I have no idea. I have no <laughs> idea with the polling. Only one. Well, of Well, all I know is I've never yet true. seen anyone who said that they voted to leave and now they don't want to. Don't you think though that there are a lot of people who w- wouldn't say that? I mean, you, you're not going to just because they can't be asked getting into the debate about why. But when push came to shove. And if, the, if you had a, you know, a couple of months run up to another referendum where people were discussing in minutiae how your community is going to be affected by stuff yeah, but that's, we know, that's where the Remainers I think argument, people would wobble. No, but you see, that's where the Remainers have been very clever. They've tried to make it personal, right? Whereas the vote was not personal. The vote was personal. about a much bigger and wider thing. You see, I don't believe, and I've said this to you before, that we should be governed by politicians in every aspect of our lives. I don't rely on, you know, Jeremy Corbyn or bloody Theresa May or Boris Johnson yeah. to make my life the way it is. Now, I you agree. all say to me, yeah, but you've got a privileged position. Yeah. You know, it's not that privileged. And the point is, is that, you know, you have to sort your own life out and you have to deal with your own kids and you have to deal with your own parents and you have to deal with all the bullshit in between. Yeah. You have to get your work sorted out. None of that is governed by the government. Well, this is the classic... Unless and until Cormac gets in, which this, case I'm obviously well, it, leaving the country. This is the classic left-wing versus right-wing ideology, isn't it? Like the right-wing, small government, yeah. where people make money, pr- prosper, that will all trickle down left. Yeah left side looking at it from reverse and saying you know we've got to look after the people who can't yeah. do that and, and, but and all of that support. we and all of that we do pretty well in this country i would yeah, say I compared would say, to a lot of other countries yeah, i mean we yeah. we, with, we, with we tread a reasonable middle ground yeah. you know very few people despite what you hear in the mirror about you know food banks everywhere well, that's and, true though isn't it yeah but if you open a place and give stuff away for free loads of people are going to go there if you open a fucking tv shop and said come and have a free tv uh, yeah. there'd be a line around the corner well there would be but i don't think you can dismiss completely the fact that you've got young mothers and families demeaning themselves going into food banks i don't think they food. are demeaning themselves well, i think you know the point I think is, they is probably that, think they are. well maybe why they're doing it then because they can't afford food. Well, why are they having kids if they can't afford food? Oh, come on, man. That's true, though. No, I mean, but, I mean you know, I was now this of... is getting like eugenics. Well, no, it's not. Theresa May, right, is now talking about giving uh, men 12 weeks off for maternity leave, yeah. right? Now, some men can't afford to take 12 weeks off, but therefore we'll have to give them the money to do so. Now, I'm not interested in paying for somebody else's children or paying for somebody else to have children. It's yeah. not a fucking human right. If you can't afford to have them, you don't have them. What if what if someone has children and falls on hard times? Well, then they've got a welfare system that they can uh, get benefits this from. This is a welfare system. Why? How could you deny the right of somebody to have a child if the you know well, in any circumstance? Well, because you don't have the right to have a child unless you can look after a child. 
You know, that's like saying you should be able to have a child no matter what your circumstances are, which of course you can, but then I shouldn't be paying for it. And you shouldn't be moaning about the fact that somebody down the road from me who can't look after themselves or their child should be paid for by me. Why well, should I? I take a more compassionate view. Do you? I, I do. And I think that the weakest and the poorest should be looked after. But, but they are looked after. Well, That's my yeah, point. Well, Now, that we're, now we're never that asking they, to give me more money. But you're saying that we should stop looking after... I didn't say that. I said, no, places. all I said was that if you can't afford to have children, you should not have them. Okay, I'm not empowered. Right. I'm not empowered to stop you having one. In a kind of middle class, comfortable way, would I, you know? I've got three kids. Would I have four? No, probably not, because you know everything. Because well, you might have to think about monumentally it. Monumentally more expensive. Yeah, but you know, if you're. Uh, but if you got no fucking money, apparently you can have six kids and not worry about it. Well, okay, I, I, it does. It it's certainly. It's not right. It's not. E it's see, not even, is it? And you see, the, the, the reason that irritates me is. That that then opens up those extremes open up a broader criticism yeah. of people who you know do deserve a help and a leg up. You know, well, there's no doubt that we want to have a welfare system in this country, and we do have a welfare yeah. system. But there's also no doubt that in some cases the welfare system is abused, and in some cases people who are used to being given stuff have just given up on life and have just decided, well, there's no point in me ever working because I'd never be able to get the same money. No doubt. And of course, the evil Tories then try and cap it at 26. Can you believe there was a row because 26,000 wasn't enough free money? <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? That's the average wage. I mean, what does a guy drives a white van around London for 12 hours a day supposed to do? Well, and he, he, these are the guys. It's the working people who are getting screwed here. But I think the danger in this conversation is that when we, you present, I mean, they're facts. You know, there are yeah. people who are sponging off the street yeah. and doing it very cynically. But many, many fewer than I think you or I would. Believe. I'm sure. I'm sure that's and, true. And yet, it becomes then the, the the argument changes into this argument about people ripping us off. You know, yeah. we're paying for. The, for these well, we are, people, yeah, but we, you know, there's always going to be a few people who, who yeah, but well, welfare should be for aside from you know people who are unable to work, like the disabled, for example. Yeah. But that's not even true because that would be doing the disabled a fucking disservice to of say course, that if you're yeah. disabled, you yeah. can't work. Yeah. The point is, is that you know, it's meant to be a safety net, like yes, for people who fall on hard times. It's not meant to be a way of life. Yeah, no, that I would be my that. point. I agree, with and that. I think for a lot of families, and unfortunately, yeah. it's maybe not their fault. Yeah. But for a huge generation and generations before them and generations before them, people haven't had a job. You think it's swung too far? I think it perpetuates, mm. um, you know, the system. Well, uh, I can remember, right, when I left school after my A-levels, didn't go to uni, but I left yeah. school after my A-levels and I then got a work experience job on Southport Fairground right. for, for months. So I was in work after a but few months. Were you getting months. paid or not? But I was getting, yeah, I was getting paid. Yeah. But it was a working job. I was getting dull money. Right from I remember going to, with your gyro right. as a, you know a newly unemployed person because I right. just left school and getting I don't know forty seven quid a week. Or why were you like doing that? that? Why were you getting that? Because that was my entitlement. But you must have signed on then. I, so you didn't have signed to. On. No, well, I you didn't, didn't have, have to. Of course, I could have opted out, yeah. but I didn't opt out. So you're a fucking hypocrite, in other words. I'm not a hypocrite. Yeah, I'm you just are. saying that was. I'm what I'm you trying to say. You took what you didn't need. <laughs> Right? <laughs> well, what, it was are there. you suggesting that you're just proving all, my point? We should all calibrate our needs now. Well, no, but you shouldn't take money for free if you're not entitled to no, it. No, but in, Mike, in those days, that, that that was what everyone did. You signed on, you got your dole, and when you got a job, you signed off, and you didn't get your dole. That was the state of the, I mean, you go back and watch Boys well, you from did the Black both, stuff. though, right? No, I didn't. No, no, no. I signed on. Well, I never dole. signed on. Well, good for you. Well, not good for me. I worked my ass off. I was working in a bakery. So you, you know, you, you went straight into a job. Yeah, great. I, I wasn't as well. No, I didn't you. go straight into a job. I went to university, 
But I, but I worked from the age of 14. You were t- so who was paying for your university, by the way? Who was? Yeah. The taxpayer. That's right. Yeah. Me. Well, yeah, so you, you weren't, got, you weren't you alive. You got 27 grand's worth of university education. I got no, six weeks of 47 I did, grand. I only did two years and it wasn't worth You did worth well that. out of the state, mate. I wouldn't be complaining. No, I didn't do very well because I didn't did. graduate. They didn't teach me properly. So in fact, even if I worse, could go fucking go back and even sue them. Worse, you should respond the state. Sue them. <laughs> you should give the bloody money back. Why? The state invested all that money into you and yeah, but you look did at nothing what, with but it. Look at what they get from me now, though. Well, I mean, I've already paid for my education many times over. Thank I you think, very much indeed. Thanks to Mr. <laughs> fucking George Osborne, who's meant to be a Tory <laughs> chancellor. Do you know what the tax rate is now on dividends if you own a company? No idea. Well, you know what it used to be? It used to be zero, right? Yeah. Now, 32%. Is it? I'm not joking. Good Lord. So these better start selling That's because good. I've got a lot of mouths to feed. Anyway, the point I was trying to make before yeah. we went on to you sponging off the university system, the point <laughs> I was trying to make was that it seems to me it's a lot harder to get money out of the state now than it was in those days. Maybe. Maybe, but so then, maybe but, but so, but so then that means all all that happens is the the innocent people who don't know how to work the system yeah. are the ones that get screwed over, yeah. and the ones who do know how to work the system are all coining it. Thanks very much indeed. Yeah. And there's, I mean, the whole system of, I mean, don't get me started on, you know, tax credits and all that bollocks. I mean, what is the point of that? You know, raise the threshold, make it possible to make, I don't know, fifteen grand a year mm-hmm. before you pay tax. If you're on a low wage. You don't pay tax. I'm do, up for that. I'm all, I'm all why, for that. I don't know why it's so complicated. Yeah. You know, why can't you? Can't why, why do you have to give people money back? Yeah. Why do you have to have national insurance? And also, by the way, that that and, and this is where I will surprise you with a sort of slightly left wing view of the world. Yeah. We should not be subsidising companies by paying people who don't make enough money tax credits so that they make enough money. Mm. You know, the company should be paying them to make enough money. They mm. should be right raising the wages up so that they pay a bit more money to the people who are underpaid. I agree with that. And that we shouldn't be, because effectively we're subsidising com- companies. Yeah. Which is crazy. I agree. Bollocks. Well, we've agreed well, on, on that, something. On that Bollocks. bombshell. <laughs> on that bombshell. Uh, we'll be back next week. See you next week, folks. I once woke up, right? Um, when I was still married, but I was sort of in the process of splitting up. You might remember actually, because I came into the mirror yeah. the next day. I woke up and my wife, now my ex-wife, was punching me in the side of the head repeatedly. This happened to a mate of mine yeah. all the time. She used to just wake him up in the middle of the night yeah. with a smack on the nose. And I, and I came into work with a black eye, of course. Well, well it's domestic abuse, yeah. isn't it? And uh, of course, I just eventually I managed to stop her from hitting me, but I didn't hit her back, because you yeah. don't. Yeah. Um, but she was absolutely going for it, you know, really. And she was what quite... Did, what had you done? Well, I was having an affair. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it was entirely justified. I mean, we were split up, you know, but yeah, yeah. I wasn't sleeping in the same bed as her. She yeah. came in all the way into the spare Just room to do event. it, you know. Yeah. I didn't know. No, no, no. I signed on. Well, I never door. signed on. Well, good for you. Well, not good for me. I worked my ass off. I was working in a bakery. So you, you know, you, you eight went o'clock straight in the into morning. a job, yeah. Great. I, I wasn't as well. Well, no, I didn't go straight into a job. I went to university, but I, but I worked from the age of 14. You went to, so who was paying for your university, by the way? Who was? Yeah. The taxpayer. That's right. Yeah. Me. Well, yeah, so you, you weren't, got, you weren't you alive. You got 27 grand's worth of university education. I got no, six weeks of 47 I only, did, I only did two years and it wasn't worth You did worth well that. out of the state, mate. I wouldn't be complaining. No, I didn't do very well because I didn't graduate. They didn't teach me properly. So in fact, if I worse, could go fucking go back and sue them. Even worse, you should respond the state. Sue them. <laughs> you should give the bloody money back. Why? The state invested all that money into you and yeah, you but did look at nothing what, with it. Look at what they get from me now, though. Well, I mean, I've already paid for my education many times over. Thank you very much indeed. Thanks to Mr. fucking George Osborne, who's meant to be a Tory Chancellor. That was good. That was good. That was excellent. I think that was the best one yet.